like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get all wow. up in here tonight. Guys. so good. Come on. Everybody's hanging on by a thread. <laughs> I mean, we're dressed up today, and it's the dream team. It's the dream team, and we're dressed up. I have on my best outfit. Oh, excuse me. Harold is reading the most important work since War and Peace, Little Miss Little Compton. Welcome to another episode of Will You Accept This Rose? My name is Arda Marine, coming to you from my bougie garage somewhere in Los Angeles, California. Or as my friend Paget wants me to say, my bougie studio, excuse me. Or as my friend uh, the Sentinel wants me to say, my garage, my garage house. Um, I could not be more excited to have this group of humans with me. And boy, if you could see what I'm seeing right now and what I am drinking in, it's a lot. I'm going to start with a man that is our leader. Is a man that we follow. I mean, he's about to snack. He looks like he's probably buried a couple bodies in the desert. Um, he is our rookie of the year. He is the host of Doug Loves Movies that all of us are going to be on this year, South by Southwest, for the most part, almost all of us. He Mm -hmm. is the host of Wide World of Doug's, Getting Doug with High. He's a brilliant stand-up comedian. We love him so much. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the leader of our cult and rookie of the year, Mr. Douglas Benson. Hello. Hi, Doug. That's the end of my statement. You know what? You look great. And he's got no, his he's got his captain's hat on. He's got his bachelor sweatshirt on. He's wearing his hot box pizza t shirt. Everything's working for you, Doug. Yeah, what's the slogan again for Arden, Arden for the uh, hot box pizza? Get the box is too hot, getting boxed with hot box pizza. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? <laughs> that was close enough. That was pretty good. 
Thank you. That's what I do in my free time is I work for an ad agency. I write. I just write short, marketable phrases. That was perfect. Um, also with it sounds, it sounds like she's just taking the title of the product yeah. and saying the words out of order a bunch yeah. of times. Yeah. And sometimes that's the magic of it. You don't need other words. I you don't like need it. other words. You don't I need like other words. working with hot box and pizza. Yeah, it's a box of hot pizza. Yeah. It's very it's very now. Well, speaking of very now, what I am looking at is a man in a cheetah coat in 75 degree heat. This is a man with nothing to lose. This is a man in a fur coat, <laughs> cheetah, pimp coat, looking incredible with a very important book behind him, Little Miss Little Compton. You know him from iCarly. You're going to know him from the reboot of iCarly. You know him from Drake and Josh. And he's angry at me because of when Living. we recorded South by Southwest. And I said to him, uh, he was also, by the way, let me just finish this out. He was our rookie of the year last year, and he's now the Sentinel because he will guard and protect your bachelor season. That's right. He got angry at me on uh, Doug Loves Movies because I said. I think that's an unfair beginning. It's already unfair. I said, Jerry, Jerry Trainer, my friends can't believe that I know Crazy Uncle Steve. No! It's already an incorrect story. No! That is what so happened. It's unfair. it's unfair to start a story with Jerry's angry with me because it makes it sound like I don't have a reason to be. When the I'm truth not- is, I have been betrayed. Yeah. Diminished. Mm-hmm. Yes. My entire career and you don't know, reason maybe, for living. Maybe Uncle Steve, maybe Uncle Steve is very successful. Why but is that diminished? Maybe it's an upgrade. Maybe you leveled up with my intro. This is where I think the audience <laughs> needs to be clued in on what you said. You yeah. said on Doug Loves Movies. Yes. Oh, we ta- started talking about the reboot of iCarly and you go, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. With such confidence. True story. And gravitas. So excited. My friend's kids could not be more thrilled that Uncle Steve is returning to the yeah. little and screen. That, and that I know Uncle Steve. And that you know Uncle Steve. That's true. Which begs the question. Yes. Who the fuck is Uncle Steve? You are? Nope. Never played <laughs> Uncle Steve. No, now I know. <laughs> I know Steve that Steve and Spencer had a baby. Oh. That's who he is. Yes. Right. He was crazy Steve and and she, then was, she gave you like a Brangelina kind of name. It's a compliment. Right. That's you right. Were, you were you morphing into your own thing. You brought all your characters together because she did get one is an uncle and the other one is named Steve. Yes. Oh. No, there's no uncle. Oh, you're just a neighbor. Brother. Older brother. Older brother. brother. Oh, that's it. You know, I watched every episode. I know you I'm, did. I'm on a list somewhere. Look, it, you had your podcast, Doug Loves iCarly, and that's why I'm confused that you don't know. I, by the way, I <laughs> love Doug. Is. Doug Loves iCarly. Actually, it just beat Joe Rogan as the number one podcast on earth is Doug that's, Loves iCarly. That's true. That is uh, also true. All right. Well, do you accept my apologies, Sentinel? I do. Of course I do. Well, you look fantastic. And you are wearing a coat, a cheetah coat, sent to you mm-hmm. by, I'm going to say, our empress. I'm going to say, oh. 
Our Secretary of State, the greatest outfitter of a man that I've ever – this package Ooh. that arrived on Jerry's doorstep, which we can describe in one second. And then I promise for those – we will get to the – we will get to The Bachelor. Um, you know her. <laughs> in the her, last 15 minutes. You know her from <laughs> – you, know you know her from Criminal Minds. You know her from another period. You know her as our Secretary of State, my best friend, ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Paget Brewster. Hi. Hi. Now, Padgett, you outfitted Jerry. You sent him. Did you have fun picking out clothing for him? Yes. Well, Jerry and I had a bet for a hundred bucks, and I don't even remember what the bet was, but he won. And then I was it trying was to the romper. It was to wear the. It was to wear oh. Doug's girlfriend's romper, which was for right. my birthday. It was Doug's That's girlfriend's right. romper, and which he hurt your balls. Yes, he gave well, himself camel led- balls. Yeah, camel balls for all of us. Got it. So I was saying, I bet you a hundred bucks you won't do it, and then you did do it. So I had to get you a hundred bucks, but you wouldn't let me Venmo you. So I went to Shein, where yes. all of the ladies on The Bachelor get all of their clothes, and yes. went into the. Now they have this enormous men's section. So I got you some things that are ridiculous, and then some things that I thought you might actually like. I thought the drop crotch uh, sweatpants would be fun. They, it has mm-hmm. a lot of pockets. He had a nice um, bomber. I got you. It was a nice bomber jacket. Like a herringbone zip-up sweater or something. And then mm-hmm. you have a pimp coat. That's a yeah, giant pimp, pimp coat. coat. It's will a full you, length. It is a, will you wear the herringbone jacket and the drop crotch pants? Of course I will. Great. Oh. And I already, when I met, when I first met the, the writer's room for the iCarly reboot, I wore the kimono only. Oh, okay. it's like an Asian dragon Yes. Long boxers and a silk matching silk kimono. Did when I came it? on the Zoom, oh. I was wearing glasses. I had a martini and then the oh. kimono, and I was like, "Hello, writers!" <laughs> oh my god, the diva is here. That's uh, right. A man I needed in to a set kimono. it. I needed to set the bar. A man in a pandemic and a kimono is coming in hot. That's also right. coming in hot, we have our Dr. Anna Tana Banana coming in real hot. Yeah, I just wanted to say you'll be hearing from our lawyers, Jerry. Okay. What did I do? For showing up in your kimono. What if I was one of the writers and I was horrified? <gasps> it's clothing. I was closed. You couldn't see nipple. It was closed. I'm just joking. It's just, you but know. That's what they always say right before they're caught jerking yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Well, I, did, I was doing that the whole time. They couldn't tell. They couldn't tell. They couldn't tell. Also with us today is Dr. Katie Levine. Hello, Katie. The doctor. So many Woo-hoo. doctors. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. Mm-hmm. How are you guys? Good. We got a we got an angry review that said I take too long doing the intros. Oh, and I say to that. And yeah, I say yeah. to that, you guys, we're going on the year mark in a pandemic. All, all, we're all a little bit. We're slower than normal. We're doing our best. We're all doing our best. Also, Padgett and I are wearing. I'm wearing my smoke show T-shirt, and we are both wearing our. Katie, will you take a screen Someone grab of what we're picture. wearing? Amazing! All it's right. so hot. They're so hot. <laughs> they are. They are hot so sultry. Club clubbing skirts. Hot, we're going clubbing in Jerry skirts. All right, oh, Katie, man. You makes can me want a hot down. box pizza, right, Doug? <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you like hot boxes and pizza, come on down to hot box pizza. All Love right, it. here we go, you guys. It's home pan. Oh, that was insufferable. 
I know. The, the guy who wrote the review would be so. They also said I have a screeching voice. Um, oh, okay. what? Why are they listening? <laughs> they turned it off. I think they literally only listened to five minutes of the podcast and they were like, this screeching voice did nothing but introduce people for five minutes. Uh, and like, like I turned it off and I thought, but you took the time. You hated took me. Took the time my- to write a negative review? A negative review of a podcast that you didn't even hear. Like you didn't even get into the meat. In pota- like you, I know what I I know my voice is high. I'm aware. I, I wish. What if he felt bad? Them. What if he felt bad? Decided to give it another try. And now he's listening to us talk all this shit. <laughs> Good. That's Good. our intro every week. Hoping he comes back. <laughs> okay, here we go. It's hometown week, and people got to give them a, a glimpse of their hometowns. And to be fair to the Bachelor producers, it's not it's not easy to be doing hometowns. Side note, there's some go- – I we don't do any spoiler gossip for the current season, but apparently Dale and Claire were out spotted kissing in Florida yeah. this week. And other gossipy news, allegedly – now, this might not mean anything for Jerry or Doug because they didn't watch the season, but uh, Jed's girlfriend that came out when Hannah Brown, like, picked Jed, and then Jed's like, this lady's like, I'm his girlfriend. Apparently, she's now dating Hannah Brown's younger brother, allegedly. Good That's messed up. Okay. Those are the two gossip updates. <laughs> All right. So here we are. Matt's getting ready for hometowns by doing sit-ups and a Peloton workout on his bike, but he's on the ground t- doing it. Didn't it's the new Peloton. They make so much money yeah. on just embedded products. It's like, the yeah. new Peloton now is doing stuff that's not bike related. It's like you can do yoga, you can do stretching, right. you can do, yeah. right. and that's what he's doing. And the right. production probably got one hundred and twenty five thousand right. dollars for two seconds of that. Yes. Okay. So the first one up is Michelle, and she had a date. I just want to say. Boy, do I love Michelle. Love Michelle. Love Michelle's family. Teared up at the kids. Here we go. She's from Minnesota. They showed up in the same outfit. And then she was like, my family, we used to go on evening bike rides. So they start biking and he tries to hold her hand. And then we see at the end that he's a little bit of a rascal on the bike. And he kind of kept like, now, if we remember, he did flip Breeze ATV. Like there's a side of him that I don't think he realizes how tall and big, like, He's the guy that – he is a sweet – pea. he reminds me of the cartoon of the abominable snowman that doesn't realize like – he just wants to love like Bugs Bunny. Like yeah. I don't think Matt realizes how large he is. And, he's like, a big dog. He's like he's, a Labrador. Yeah, he's a yeah. sweet – He's a he's a sweet Labrador that I think he's the truly such a elegant, lovely, huge-hearted man. Um, but I don't he's think – He's fun. He, he's rough and tumble. But I, but I think he keeps acting. He wants to. It's his way of flirting. But then he, yeah. he could easily actually hurt the ladies. Yes, because he's not yeah. aware no, that he-, he is a maniac when it comes to he is. You you better hope your date is just sitting around talking about facts of Canada because if you're doing anything even remotely dangerous, he will figure out a way. We'll talk about it later. I don't even know how he figured out a way to do the one thing that happened to that one girl. By the way, I can't believe that the super dangerous thing is not was not his doing of all the dangerous things. So yeah, so he's like biking around trying to hold her hands, doing circles around her, and then of course there was no way his bike wasn't going to end up like trashed with this, just like the ATVs ended up trashed. Like he cannot help himself. Yeah. So- so they go by. Let's talk about the biking up talk. So, Doug, you were aware, like, that this sweet, like, Labrador, he can't, he's a maniac physically. He's like, the way I, the way I let a woman know I like her is I'm extremely abusive to her. <laughs> uh, I, I verbally give her a hard time. 
I'll fucking flip an ATV if she's in it. I don't, I just like, I'm romantic. Like Anna is like, die. Anna just shoves like hot box, big hot box pizza. Anna. Anna just puked. Anna's like choking on, she's hot boxing herself on her hot box pizza. Dr. Banana, do you need a Heimlich on your own, the back of your microphone? Are you okay? Sorry, I just put something in my mouth when you said that and I started choking. <laughs> I think he's sweet and doesn't mean. I think that's how it's almost like pulling a girl's pigtail on the playground. Yeah. Like I don't. I think it's, it's how he exactly knows how to Exactly that. Work. It's exactly that. Yeah. It's like but he, he. I'm just waiting for him to go like two for flinching and then just like soccer in the arm <laughs> and dislocate her shoulder. He's also really in like insanely good shape. Like so, he's like he's yeah, a, as we he's saw a, during the Peloton workout. So he's a giant who's super fit and like and I and he also dates tiny ladies for the most part a lot like brie and like now michelle is also looks like an athlete she's, she's taller fit. She's, she's fit, fit. but you she can see, handle it but you could see even she was sort of like yeah you don't hold hands what you doing? bike riding you don't yeah. hold like like side you don't tandem side by side and hold hands i guess tandem's front anyway um so they go into the class i teared up i don't know if i've just i don't know if i'm just 12 months in a pandemic she seemed like such a good teacher. And like, and the, I love that yeah. she's not messing around. She's like, well, you gave me a hard time. I'm going to give you a hard time. Like, I loved it. When she, and they're like, Miss Young's classroom, class is in session. And they're like, and when the way she, you could, the way that she was like, say hi to Mr. James. Hi, Mr. J- I wanted her to be my, I, no, I don't have children, but to be my cat's teacher. <laughs> so if I had kids, my image are a little like, I don't know who they would be. Razzle and Dazzle, the twins. If Razzle mm-hmm. and Dazzle had a teacher, I would want them to have Miss Young. I, I just, I loved it. And I love that the direct questions of, are you going to have babies? Are you going to marry her? Um, I loved the young lady saying that she wrote her a note before a test that said, you can do anything if you put your mind to it. And she like carried it around. And um, I just loved it. So I'm going to throw this out to the group. How much do we love Michelle's? We're not going to the parent part yet. We're just up through the bike riding and the teacher. Sentinel, how did you feel about Miss Young's classroom? Well, do you want me to just mention this moment or do you want me to mention my opinion on Michelle? What, what whatever, would you... You be free. Do whatever you need to okay, do. Okay, because he, <laughs> they, they made... Uh, they made Michelle... Ah! They made Michelle go first. <laughs> And she set the bar so high. I know. As to be, you you cannot traverse past it. It is, she is the best. She's so smart and funny and her eyes are beautiful and she's tall and she's athletic and she's interesting. I love her. I don't Mm -hmm. know why they don't just end the show. Like, end it. She's, She's one the, of the one. greatest contestants we have ever had on the show. If She's if she doesn't he's got some win, great, he has great women. I have to say, a lot of them. Some he of them. does sort of. I mean, but if she doesn't okay. win, he's lame. Gonna, I, I think she's going to come in third. I, you might be right. Like, listen, sadly, you be right. But then he's done. He's dumb, in my opinion. Can, can we pause and for one? She thing? should absolutely. Marry, I think he wants all. He would marry all of them if suddenly that was a new rule. Okay, we're back. Sorry, guys, we had a little tech issue, listeners. I, I just also want to say, truly, this podcast is my 
my Prozac. I, I'm so happy to have the people here. I, I just, I look forward to it. I'm so glad to be here. Jerry, you were, I mean, truly, and Jerry and Doug, you are newer additions to the podcast and you came in and I cannot imagine the podcast without you. You are like, you're just dream team. I, just, I mean, if I wasn't here right now, you wouldn't have had that tech issue. Exactly. What would we do without it sounding like that's a vacuum? That's what makes a show. I'm just okay. honored that Doug asked me to officiate his wedding. I mean, that's, oh my god, that's so this sweet. has all moved so quickly. Oh my god. All right, so Sentinel. So you She's love the be- Michelle. Michelle she- is the best. She's okay. clearly the best choice. If if he doesn't pick her, she has to be the Bachelorette. Screw Katie. Nothing against her, but Michelle is just the best. Her. She's she's so interesting. She has the best personality, and her eyes, like, sparkle. Like, what's up with her eyes? Doug, what did you think of uh, the teaching? What did you think of Miss Young's class? It was it, it was adorable. I mean, the kids, I, I don't know what they're going to go home with or what they're going to say to, you know, other kids that they know about how dating and relationships work. But uh, for the most part, they all seemed... Uh, <laughs> They all seemed like they wouldn't be too, uh, uh, you know, hurt by it. What did you you love it for her to go off and do? I'm going to go off and be on The Bachelor, be in a group date. What did you think? Do you love Michelle as much as Sentinel? The Sentinel loves Michelle. I don't. uh, I I like her a lot. I think she's. uh, I think she's great. But I just. You don't think she's seen that? Like that's what I think that uh, our man Matt. I think that he just loves dating beautiful women. If he could just do that, that's what he would like to do. And that's, Doug, to that point, that that is my issue with this show sometimes, is that I go, if you're going to pick Michelle, it sort of proves that you're for real. But, uh, you know, when I was watching it, all my friends were like, yeah, but he says the he says the L word when he's talking about Rachel. He hasn't said that with anybody else. And it's like, that's where I go. But she brings nothing to the table. She's beautiful. I don't know like, if it's the show, though. I fear it's just Mother Nature sometimes, you know? Paget, I, mean, I see your I hand guess. up. Paget, Paget, here we go. But I love Michelle as much as the Sentinel does. <laughs> um, I love also that they looked like Wonder Twins in their purple and black. Like, they were like Zan and Jaina. They were the already Wonder those people. The, it, they're wearing the same colors, top and bottom. They look great. They're both athletic. Here's here is what I think the problem is. She's too great for him and he can't keep up with her. Mm. I don't think I think she is a more powerful, self-actualized person than he is. And he's just not there yet. I think she is. I think Bree and Rachel are better speeds for him mentally. I love Bree. I think she's going to win. Do you? You think Bree is yeah. going to win? Yep. Interesting. Mm, uh, he does do these. He does do program. He does do all of these programs bringing garden. Like, Anna, do you know specifically what he does? Hydroponic gardening? ABC tours where he, like, takes kids from, I guess, underprivileged schools or communities and, like, takes them and teaches them about, like, food and cooking. But then he also has that he works with I think lettuce grow, which is like those structures that just go up and then you they have little holes and then you can like grow the food so you don't need like a yard. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying he's dumb at all. 
I think he's not as maybe not as socially quick or bright. There's just a differing energy level between those two, I think. And, and nothing against either one of them. He seems to be more comfortable. I feel like Bree, he and Bree speak and move and think and discuss at the same pace. And Mm -hmm. I think Michelle is a little, a little brighter, a little quicker, a little, her, her energy is just a little different. I think she's funny and she's just, I don't know, almost She'd be a great I don't know. bachelorette. Yes. No, I think she's extraordinary. That might She'd be crush where it. we're headed, you know. Well, so so, so then happen. we meet her parents. I loved her parents. I love both of her parents. I love her mom and her, I mean, her dad. Her, her dad, dad to me is like the dream dad. I yeah. loved her dad. Um, so, you know, she was basically saying, um, like, she was telling her parents that she was a late arrival. Her dad, Ephraim, um, or Ephraim, uh, she's like, you know, I, I I, had to say to my, my parents were concerned that I was doing this, that I was putting my life on pause. And, I, and they asked me what the reason was that I was going to put my life on pause. And I said, it's you. You're the reason. Um, the dad was so sweet. And he's like, oh. Uh, what are the qualities you like about Matt? And he said, you know, I like that he wants to make a difference, that he does hydroponic gardens with inner city kids. And he said, if he proposed, would you say yes? And then um, he said, you and she said, you and mom saw me in a hard place two years ago. I feel like a lot of the gals have some bad relationship that like they're coming off of. And um, the mom, I believe, asked him, are you are you in love with her or not? And he said, I am falling for your daughter. I haven't told her that yet, but it's moving in that direction. And then she says, I like him a lot, mom. He is the one. Does it seem fast to you? Do you see dad in him? Um, and then they all oh. played basketball. I'm sorry. The family taking basketball and the mom had moves. I love this yeah. family. Um and then she said, after meeting my family, I can honestly say I am falling in love with you, Matt. It's scary and it's so genuine and it's so real. And then they kissed, but he didn't say anything back. He didn't reply at all. Uh, Doug, what did you think when you saw that rookie of the year? How did you feel with the I love you, the family, the basketball? I mean, she nailed it, uh, but, uh, you know, his heart wants what its heart. His heart wants. I mean, just blah blah blah. Like, yeah, yeah. Just something's not happening there, uh, you know. And he's. I think he's only happiest with her when he's knocking her off of her bike. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Banana, what did you think of the parents and the family? Date? I thought they were great, dude. Playing basketball with your parents. Oh. So cool. My dad would be like, my bad and like fall over like that was i i i was so excited because the mom did have moves like she if had i moves. passed the basketball to my mom she would move out of the way let it go by her and just like walk off and be like what are you doing my dad would have screamed that so he fun. had angina which i've never heard anybody else use on earth but anything that ended in he always had angina which is not something that i even know if it really exists is that like actually a thing yeah, I don't that's know. what babies come out of. <laughs> Dr. Banana, will you look up Angina? Yeah. Um, uh, Sentinel, what did you think of the fam and the basketball and the I love yous? It's just part two of raising the bar. They were amazing. The dad is just sweet and caring. Oh. And the comparison, you know, not to, I'm not jumping ahead, but of all of them, 
they truly believe in their daughter. They yeah. trust her. Yes. They, there's no judgment in, yeah. in them at all. They ask her what she thinks and she eloquently explains her emotions and is just like, they're also present. And so, uh, real with each other. And then the basketball game, I was like, Matt, I know. lock it up. What are you even doing? She's doing Chris Paul, like blind passes to her I mom. Know. Who's like sinking threes. Like, what yeah. is this? <laughs> I know. I loved, I loved her. I loved her family. What did, Oh, Anna, what is angina? Uh, the angina pectoris is a, it's a type of chest pain caused by reduced blood flow to the heart. It's a symptom of coronary artery dis- artery disease. Well, it was always like, oh, it's the angina. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an old joke, you know, that he died of acute uh, angina. He had a really bad angina. Whatever else you want to say wasn't bad either, you know. He had a funky angina. <laughs> he had a funky angina. Katie Levine, how did you feel about this family? Did, did they give you a cute angina? <laughs> I think they were one of my favorite families to ever be on the show. Like, they were oh, just nice. very normal, very cool. The parents, you could tell, like, really loved each other, which I thought was sweet and her they were both like they had like the perfect amount of doubt i think where they're just like okay we trust you but this is a little weird and uh, but they were like cool about it which i thought was nice and then yes. they were there was like a gentleness but they still like i like when people tease a little like yeah. they but like even like the, the mom's moves on the court like they're still like they're not gonna like let you win like yeah. they're gonna be fun and i don't know pageant overall you you were all in you loved them uh- all in. And I also thought when the, when her mom was saying, let me ask you, do you see your father in him? Because you see how well your father treats us. Yeah. And how it was so loving uh, how much she respects and cares for her husband <sighs> after so, so long, so many decades, you know, at least what have they been 28 years or something they've been married? I mean, yeah, for, for her to say, is is he like this incredible man, your father? I, I just it. thought I was overwhelmed. I thought it was beautiful. Well, we're going to cu- we'll take a quick break and we'll talk about my dad's acute vagina. Wait, sorry. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> acute, acute angina. Acute angina when we come back. Oh, bone zone. <sighs> For the bone zone. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. And we are back. All right, you guys, I didn't think we were going to get Rachel number two because, boy, no, look, there's controversy about there out there, and I, I, w- I don't wish anyone on earth, I don't care who you are, I don't wish anybody to slam into the ground like anybody oh. like, uh, the amount of times they aired that f- they were they were so excited to have that footage. It felt so heartless the number of times they aired this woman slamming into the ground. So, and we all knew it was coming. It opened with that. They had a preview of it before the commercial break. I thought it was going to be a cliffhanger at the end of the. I was surprised she was date number two. Um, so, so there they are. She's like, trust is a big thing for me, and she blindfolded Matt, and she took him in uh, her convertible, and she's like, I, this is going to be what it's like living with me, a little blindfold, and then they're going jumping out of a plane, and they, the the. Boy, that she was strapped to. Literally, there's a photo on Twitter that I tweeted everybody. Or I texted everybody here. We should put it on Facebook, Anna. He there's a shot of him where he looks like he's eight years old. I mean, at most in like cool teen, like cool guy sunglasses. It's like an eight year old. And oh. as Anna said, it's like two boys in a trench coat pretending to be a man. It's like a flight instructor. <laughs> oh, this poor guy. This poor little so sunglasses for another pair of glasses. <laughs> yeah, his sunglasses were over another pair of glasses. This little tiny boy was strapped to her back. And he was, it was like he was wearing his dad's jumpsuit. I know. How did he get that gig? Why is it never mentioned? And why, I feel like it was like a pandemic. Like, why are we going up in this plane with this kid? 
he was a, I mean, I, I I have to assume that he was like eighteen and looked eight. I Maybe he's so, like 18, 25, like, 26. You're most experienced. Like, why are they sending Rachel up with just some little boy? Yeah, you, yes. You would, you, would, you would think <laughs> yeah. that they would strap her to some like top gun looking dude. Dude. Is but, like, pandemic? even if this guy was in his 20s, he looks 14. Like, that, he looks eight. So that if anything goes wrong, which it does. It's like, uh, of course it happens if you're going to stra- get strapped to a 12-year-old and thrown out of a plane. <laughs> it was – I wasn't – I have to say I need to just give her credit. So they go out of the plane. She's so smooth getting ready to go out. Like I, I just want – you will never – you want to see the weirdest show on earth? Try to throw. Try to get me to the an open door on a biplane or whatever. Like, we're doing it. To, no, we're I doing never, it. never. Do I you know where we're landing? La Quinta. Never. We're jumping out. <laughs> we're landing at La Quinta. All of us. <laughs> Anna, Katie, Paget. We're doing it. I would Doug, do it. It's I'd happening. It. Doug, it. you would do it. I don't. I'm not dying to jump out of a plane again. Oh. I would. I would do it if you know. If we all landed on other people, that's sort of how it happened. Wait, the first time. wait, Doug, have you actually done it? Because I have a question about the landing. Because I noticed that Matt's landing was kind of rough, like the way they like landed great. on their butt. They landed like on their taint. They landed like yeah, taint of, first. So that's they why spend a lot of time telling you that, that you know, hey, it's gonna, it, it might be a little rough, and you're, you know, and that's why they try to land on their butt because that's like the most likely to just. Sort of bounce off the ground. I'm not doing okay. it. See, see, but, yeah, but imagine if two kind of, people kind of slide trying to, yeah. to run at this. You couldn't, it. you couldn't land on your feet and run to slow it down. You'd trip over the person. Oh, no, that's you. that's the thing. They have to just basically hit the Go. ground. I'm not doing you it. Well, flip their, you both have to flip your legs up, and then you just basically sort of plow into the ground. But you want to come at it at an angle. Yeah. See, so Rachel just like didn't then. That poor woman, like, like literally, she like landed on her face. The fact that face. her that her bones were not broken, that her face was, and where was the medic? Why did they not have medics like right? Why didn't they at least edit it in to make it look like there was a like? Why were there not? Why wasn't there immediately an ambulance and a medic right? There? Also, Matt went over and immediately like tried to turn her. Which if yes. someone ever has an injury, do not fucking move them. If they, they oh, if they neck. have a back injury, that could or really. Neck. Yeah, that could like really make it worse. Why? And why that was, was Matt? Why was because Matt wasn't that close to her? Why was Matt the first one there? Like, how well, do you throw a woman out of a plane? Over, a like child. A hero. Yeah, I will uh, look. They there were some edits there. I am giving them the benefit of the doubt that the medic was there. They cleaned her up. They checked her out, and then they went, okay. Matt, Back to run. one, Matt, run think... over there and like pretend no. like you're saving her. Because, would, no, because they... the guy, the little boy, was just out of there. He was Dude. gone. He disappeared from the scene. That's true. So they had to de-harness. Oh, they had to de-harness. That's right. right. There, was, right. there wasn't makeup. a boy attached to her back. There, there was right. a boy attached to her back. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. You're right. You're right. It's Somebody had to remove guy. the boy. I hope the boy's okay. But they, she took the hit. Again. She took the hit. I can't. It's so hard for me to watch it. She it's took crazy. the hit on her face. Like she landed yeah. face first. And then. Yes. There's so much grass in my mouth. I fell for her. And then she had to still be on it. By the way, her makeup was flawless. Like, she still looked great. Like, 
I I felt badly for everybody. I, I just was like, this was ill conceived. This just, I mean, Doug, talk to me. You're watching that. And just talk me through what's happening at Hotbox Pizza. It only gets on TV because of the tease of just showing her hit the ground. I mean, they didn't even. They could have figured out a way to make it look like it was going to be a bad landing without just showing it. They just showed the landing over and over again. Over and over. (laughs) And then after the landings happened and she says, oh, I'm okay, put on a little makeup. Hey, Mom, you can't even tell that I landed on my face today. Dude. No. If nothing happened, I I would think that would be such a major turning point in a show. Like this horrible thing just happened. All right, let's talk about that. So she goes, okay, so he runs over and says, My heart hurt. You weren't moving. You don't realize how much you care until there's a chance you could be gone. Um, So melodramatic. And she said, A bad situation turned good. But I mean, imagine watching this. I mean, he probably thought she could have been. I would watch that and think that person might be paralyzed for life. Or, I mean, there was a good possibility if you land like that, you're going to be dead. Like, so who – how could yeah. you not watch that and think she landed on her face from the sky? Like, you know, it was – not funny. Don't mess up. But like they kept I mean, it makes it. the weeding out process easier. <laughs> so then <laughs> – Uncle Steve. Sorry. So, th- so then they go to Rachel's family. Am I the only one that thought her dad looked exactly like Eric Estrada? Uh, oh, I could see it. There was like four people on Twitter. If you pull up a photo of her dad last night and a photo of him from Chips, mm-hmm. like, like yeah, that's who it was. Like, pe- there was like four people also tweeting. I loved Chips. I hate to date myself. Like, I loved him. I loved that show. Like, I'm like, oh my god, it's Eric Estrada. You, sh- you should go on Doug's podcast. Doug loves oh my- Chips. Yeah. Doug loves Chips, <laughs> and I'd be so disappointed. It's just actually Chips. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just, just about we- Chips, really. Um, yeah, so the, and I don't care. Like you know, they could be chocolate chips, they could be potato <laughs> chips. We we cover it all. <laughs> Look at Anna, love that. Anna, love that. <laughs> um, so then her par- We were all texting last night. Her, her, so she says to her dad, "I jumped out of a plane. My whole family. I jumped out of a plane. I had a rough landing." They edited it so nobody said anything. Her family was intimidating. Her dad was like clink, clinking ice in a glass. We're all kind of nervous because we've heard things, you know, outside things. And like here comes the family. This was like a tense meeting. I mean you have mm. to – right? Paget, you're nodding your head. I, my, uh, everything I felt about the date was towards the end. Okay. So then – so then the mom – so then the, the the mom – nobody cared when she's like, I had a hard landing. And then I put a little makeup on. And then the mom said – she's like, I'm definitely falling in love so easily. And then the mom is like, but what? Is there something bad? She's like, well, everyone has a bad day. Like today. Today was a hard day. When I mentioned I had a rough landing, I am literally landed from an airplane on my face. And she was like, oh, well – and she's like, you know, but he reacted like a husband would react. He ran over and he took care of me and I was comforted by that. And then the dad, meanwhile, is outside by the fire having some cocktail going, I don't <laughs> see how you can get to that point in such a short period of time. No, granted, there's always a parent like – there's always a dad like this on The Bachelor that's like playing the part of the angry skeptic. Wait, wait, Arden, can I just say – because you're jumping past this moment where she goes, are there – are there any red flags? 
Uh, right? I, could be. I, and, I write so much stuff here, down. Here's the thing that, that Rachel, it seemed like with Rachel. It seemed like she's forcing it. If somebody goes, is there any, re-, if your mom goes, is there any red flag? No, there's nothing. He's somehow he's a perfect human being. It's like, come on. Nobody's <laughs> perfect. What's wrong? Like, it felt so forced. Like, she just w- wasn't willing it's so the polar opposite of what was happening with Michelle's family. Is it, it felt like Rachel felt like she needed to lie to like I, justify what her feelings to her parents. But, but what would the red flag be for him so far? She's got nothing, but I'm in love with you. There's an excited for the fact that they're on the bachelor. What are the red flags? Well, he murdered the boy on his, <laughs> on her back after he plowed her into the earth. I think she doesn't know enough about him to know if there are red flags. That would have been the more honest answer. It would be, I haven't seen, mom, I haven't seen anything yet. Yes. And, and maybe in the future, you know, no one's perfect. And I'm sure we'll overcome whatever obstacles come our way or our yes. differences in personality. But I haven't seen any yet. And right. To, to A be normal fair, person's answer. But to be fair to Rachel, and I can't believe I'm defending Rachel here. To be fair to Rachel, I think Michelle has easier parents potentially. Like but that's what I'm saying is she. You could clearly see her feeling cornered by her yeah. parents. Like yeah, it wasn't I don't think, comfortable. Yeah, I don't think the issue is Matt. I think the issue is more mm-hmm. her parents. To me. oh right, Matt, this, I, this has nothing to do with Matt. Yes, it's everything think, to do with their relationship and her feeling like. Yeah, whatever. I've already said. Yeah, no, her parents scared. They felt scary. They felt intimidating. They felt like they did not want this to be. They didn't feel welcoming. Michelle's parents felt welcoming. Mm -hmm. And Rachel's parents did not. It was not a warm welcome. And it it didn't help that Estrada was crushing booze. No, Doug, Doug. Something that I noticed, because, you know, I'm, I'm back. I used to watch Bachelor stuff, but then I dipped for a long time. Now I've been back in since, uh, since Claire. And um, something that's kind of dawned on me last night was that on uh, The Bachelor, all the families uh, just ask about The Bachelor. And on a Bachelorette, the families talk up their uh, man, their son, their brother to they try to convince like there was no convincing last night. There was none of the parents were like trying to convince James of anything. Right. Matt, oh, Matt, 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 James. I mean, Matt James. Yeah. 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 Isn't that weird that there's that, that kind of the dynamic shifts between the two different shows? That's interesting. Hmm. That's right. interesting. That is it's interesting. What I've seen from watching two seasons. Yes. I like our, I like. What is, what do you think that is? Is it, is it like a double standard? Is it like a. I just think people put their kids. No, I, yeah. I think it's parents wanting. The girls they to, protect. Yeah. The family wants to protect their daughters. Interesting. But when and it's the, the men, they they're like, the please marry them. him. <laughs> I don't want to do his laundry anymore. You marry him. Yeah. He's the best guy. That's interesting. You're right. And the girls are like, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I have to protect and the girls. Real quick about the boys. Uh, from the opening scene, I just forgot from the opening scene. And I've said this during Claire's season and Tasha's season. I'm done with the skinny jeans. The millennials yeah. are right. The skinny jeans are over. It looks Gen weird. Z. Gen Z's right. Gen Z's right. They are right. Get, yeah. We're done with it. 
Um, although I have to say the big baggy jeans, like the big sort of mom jeans are also t- like I have oh, a on very men or on men. On, on women or men. I think skinny no, jeans, skinny on, jeans men on men. No. Oh, skinny jeans big, on men are a no. The big wide legs on ladies, the high waisted wide legs. No, not on me. Yeah. Me, nope. this corgi body in a, in a wide leg, a wide leg, like painter pant right now. You want to talk about never being hu- touched by another human again. You put me in a wide leg. You, if you want to get touched really- by a human, you wear an Uncle Steve skirt. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly it. <laughs> That'll take you to Bangtown real quick. I want to say to you how much I love it. It was intimidating watching Estrada pound the booze up top. <laughs> <laughs> because he's, he's, he's chugging beer. Right yeah. at the campfire. Yeah. Yes. And then he goes in and he's talking to his daughter and there's this weird like he all of a sudden he's like crushing gimlets with a straw. It's like, yeah, we've yeah. moved on. We have moved to the hard stuff. Oh, yeah. With, with a tiny straw. straw. With, with a, a straw. tiny straw. Drinking it out of a tiny. I look, I love a straw, but seeing a man drinking a, yeah, like a gimlet with a tiny straw. Seeing Eric Estrada back on my TV. I was so excited to see Eric Estrada yeah. again. What if he never drinks the same thing twice? <laughs> I mean, that's a that's he has a, a different beverage every time he has to drink. You know what? There's latent sexism in it. It's like, oh, if you're gonna be like sitting at a campfire with a your your bud, like with a boy, it's like beer. But if you're right. talking to your daughter, it's got to be like a, a like a green drink with an umbrella and a straw. Yeah. Well, so the dad says. It's such a short period of time. And um, and so, oh, he's talking. The, the dad's talking to Matt. He said, you know, he's like, the dad is basically saying, you don't get to get married at the end of this. And he's like, well, the goal, that's the point of the show. Like the goal of The Bachelor is to get down on one knee at the end of it. And uh, I have told your daughter that I'm falling in love with her. And the dad's like, mm, to me, it's difficult to care about somebody in such a period when you're seeing other people. The dad is not Estrada's not feeling it, and then, um, and then his the highway dad- patrol instincts were kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one episode where Hell's Angels had captured a girl, and it, it was like terrifying. They were like throwing her up on a blanket, like, but it was it started sort of like a fun beach party, but like then they wouldn't let her like get off the blanket. I think I was like four watching. Like I should have been <laughs> I just been terrified of Hell's Angels and beach blankets. Anyway. Let me tell you, that's the least of your worries if you get kidnapped by the Hell's Angels. <laughs> They're not going to play beach blanket bingo with you. <laughs> Who brought the blanket? I forgot it. You <laughs> So then um, – so then he's a dad has the tiny straw and um he he's like well there's four of them here i'm sure he's telling all four of them this she's like i don't think so he's like oh you don't know you're not special she's like i think i am and then he's like look it's important to me to ask for your dad's blessing but i don't want to ask four families for the blessing so i'm going to wait and if it's time i'm going to ask and she was disappointed and then uh that was the end of the date miss Paget thoughts i think she was beyond disappointed i think she had a pretty princess meltdown and was pouty and incensed i think she just wants to win i i don't think it's about him she just wants to win that's why she wanted him to ask her dad and she wanted like it's and why no there's no red flags she yeah. just wants to win, man. And I don't, they, if, if, if it's her at the end, 
two months, three months. If there's Dancing with the Stars, she goes on at the end. Dr. She ben- just wants to win. I, Dr. Banana, how do you feel about that statement? What's in your heart right now, Dr. B? Angina? I think she is, I think she is as into him as she believes. I don't think, but she's young though. So I think like mm-hmm. to her, like she grew up in what appears to be a small town in Georgia, or maybe not like super small, but like she seems almost just like sheltered in a way where she's like, I love him. And you're like, uh, okay like you i'm sure you believe you love him but like in the real world outside of like fantasy bachelor land like i don't know like a crush like yeah, she's like, got a, I don't like a know crush once you get your phone back and you start scrolling tiktok if your mind will wander you know like it's like i don't know exactly <laughs> where you will be but i'm sure you do think you love him because you're you know in this environment and he's you know a very handsome man i want to give a shout out to one of our listeners uh cheyenne constant i'm giving a shout out to you we love we first of all we love all of our listeners we've really grown to know a lot of you guys through your tweets and cheyenne was one of our top t- she came to my garage we she did a podcast with us, uh, with Seth Vaught. I know it's we call him Vat, but it's Vaught. And um, she's so funny. She started, you know. So there's all the controversy, and there's the photo of her, her at the in the antebellum at the plantation with the dresses. And um, Cheyenne all night last night would just start. She whenever she refers to Rachel, she calls her Lady Antebellum. Oh just, no! <laughs> it was killing me. There were so many like, oh, Lady Antebellum thinks this, and Lady Antebellum thinks that. And I just. Cheyenne Constant, she's at Trixie Firecracker. Follow her on Twitter. We love you. Oh, we, yeah. You keep, keep Lady Antebellum coming. Doug. I swear to God, I saw Wendy Williams this morning because it's it's a must watch if you want to watch someone just be really <laughs> crazy on live television. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> She said that today. She said that very thing. She said she was describing the situation. And she goes, Rachel went to a Lady Antebellum concert. Oh, my God. That's oh, so no. funny. Well, Cheyenne did, it, Cheyenne did it last night. I could say these were all in by midnight. <laughs> I have seen Trixie Firecrackers. Wendy tweet. didn't mean it. She meant she went to an Antebellum Yeah, concert. I think oh Wendy God. Williams is just unaware of what's going on. Oh, my God. She thought yeah, people were upset that issue. she went to a Lady Antebellum concert. Yeah. She I talks about The Bachelor every week week on Tuesday, but she also talks about how she doesn't really like it. She doesn't pay attention to it. And then she switches over to whatever Real Housewives is on that night. Can I just say how much I love that you watch Wendy Williams every day? Like <laughs> things like that. It's like our sweet Brian Safi doesn't ever misjudge Judy. And if he does, he like DVRs, like, like he will record it. Like it's his soothing place is Judge Judy episode. He doesn't miss it any day. He watches every day Judge Judy. I love that. Okay, anything further before we go on on Rachel, Eric Estrada, Lady Antebellum, or parachuting? Katie, do you have anything to say? Paget, you first. As you lean forward, Katie, Paget, Paget, you first. I just wanted to say that my my safe place where I take a nap for half an hour every day and I listen to uh, Ancient Aliens. I love oh. it. I don't know that. It's about what aliens. Is, okay, great. Is it a podcast? No, it's a TV show. There's like... 12 seasons. I love that. Jerry's hand went up. Jerry, do you have a safe space you want to share? Uh, this is my safe space. Me too. And I feel very comfortable oh, with you guys. And I oh. thank you. Yes. Um, I was just going to say. Yeah. Uh, it must be very disappointing to have your parents come on a show 
and behave that way. My dad would have been such – his angina would have been so needing of attention. He would have been, he, he would have been discussed on a podcast like this for – he would have said so, truly something awful, awful. What Katie. Like, what, just like what a bummer. Like what, don't yeah. come. If you, if you yeah. just think your daughter's an idiot and is making a stupid decision and you don't like this guy and you don't like the whole concept, don't come. Just there's don't some, come. Da- but it's I feel such like a cliché. Some- but there's some dads like, I'll show you. Oh, okay. I'll go on your shit. Like, I'm going to boo boo boo. Like, yeah, you know. And you won't. You're going to yeah. get a bad edit. You're going to yeah. come off as a pompous no. drunk. And it would be awful. Screw off. That's the thing, too. It's like you can't yeah. pick your family. Your family is yeah. like, this is who built me. This is the house I flew into. Like, yeah. I true. really can't. But, like, but Matt, but, let, but let's talk about it from Matt's point of view. Though, like, that, like Ben did. We say that one more time, Doug? Wasn't that guy Ben just brought in some lady he knows? On family time. Oh, right. He brought in the chef. This is a chef from Top Chef I went once. Antonio LaFassa. I brought in Antonio. But, yeah. if you, but if you were Matt and you had just had this epic, amazing time with Michelle's family yeah. and you came to Rachel's family and I, great, she's gorgeous, whatever. And he doesn't know about the controversy yet. And this is all happening in real time. And then you meet those people are you – how much does that affect you? I would be out of there so fast. But I have to say in the world of Bachelor, the cool family never wins. It's always the – It's. Uh, I feel like the human condition, we just screw ourselves over again. and It never picks the healthy good one. It never picks the one that ticks all the boxes, that it's <laughs> right on paper. We pick the – Dirty dog that's like, everybody's like, don't pick that one. Even Jed, like his family said, don't pick Jed. His family said, do not pick him. She's like, Jed it is. And then he had a girlfriend (laughs) and, you know, it was a whole thing. All right, moving on. Here we go. It's it's the human condition, Jerry. We torture ourselves. All right, we're moving on. We're with Bree. Thanks thanks for telling me, Arden. (laughs) Put on your your cheetah coat and go sulk in the corner, Sentinel. Look at her smoke show splaining. (laughs) Smoke show splaining. I will not be smoke show splained anymore. (laughs) Anna, hi. Okay, we're moving on. And we have uh, Bree. Bree, he was saying, Bree and I, we're comfortable. We've always, I think if you get a date too early, early you get friend zoned because then he gets like hornier for other people later so she had like one of the maybe the first date the first the first date first one-on-one and they had great chemistry but then he had chemistry with everybody else and she she goes remember when you almost killed me it's payback time get in the passenger seat okay so they go off-roading she's like um, there, so then they start, they have a picnic and she's talking about how they've, he says he's always had a job and he's like, okay, I'm going to meet your mom. And she said, he'll probably, she'll probably be tough on you. She's the mom and the dad. Um, and you know, she's still terrified that she feels like she's going to disappoint Matt, that she's not going to be able to give him the con- concept of a perfect family. And he was like, we have similar families. We have similar moms. Um, and so they show up, and he's got an enormous teddy bear, and they're meeting her mom and her best friend named Bree. I wish I had a best friend named Arden. And um, her, <laughs> sorry, <they're> meeting- <laughs> and <laughs> Anna loved that. And they had um, a baby. Her, they're. If, 
Uh, she's meeting her baby. Her, her, she's seeing her baby sister. And at first, the mom was tough. At first, the mom, beautiful, beautiful, felt like such an elegant woman. And I'm thinking, I'm older than this woman. Like, she felt like such an elegant adult, you know? Like, yeah, I, what, she, was, what was her story? Like, how young was she when she had Marie? I think she was 13 when she was pregnant. Oh, maybe. wow. Remember, it was 14. she had... She had Brie when she was 14, which means she was pregnant at 13. Then she recently married someone and Brie was saying, you know, my dad wasn't around. Same as Matt's dad wasn't around. Raised by a single mom. And then the mom married someone and Brie was like, now she has this whole other family family that has supplanted me. Oh, right. That's hard. That's hard. And so her mom, her mom's only like 38, you know, oh, like because Brie is 24. No, yeah. Yeah. Bree's yeah. 23. So her mom's like 38. And she just, but she felt so like, like, so like elegant and such a, an adult. Like, it just felt like, like, wow. And so, so she was saying, um, she, you know, she was like, how do you feel about her? Are you in love with her? He's like, I'm falling for her. And he said, well, she said, what do you like about her? Like, it's like, she's a realist. And he says, that works for me. Um, and the, and Bree told her mom, I feel like this is the first time someone is looking at me and seeing every single part of me, and I feel like I'm falling in love with him. And then her mom was so great and said, worst case scenario, we're going to mend your broken heart together. Mm-hmm. And then um, Bree said to him afterwards, after talking to my mom and Bree, I feel like I'm falling in love with you. I want more time with you. And then he says, which is never what you want somebody to say after you say, I'm falling in love with you. He says, thank you for sharing that with me. Tonight. <laughs> um, um, and she that's said, like something I would say. I mean, what, yeah. What oh, it, no. And then she said, I want my head and my heart aligned. I feel like they were aligned today. Anna, I know you're Bree's number one fan. So I'm going to let you go first. You love her. Take it. I'm Bree's number one fan. I'm uh, her mom's number one fan, Lauren. <laughs> That's her mom's name. Right, <laughs> no, Lauren. Her, okay. Her baby sister, who's also named Bree. Uh, so there were three Brees, in, a tale <laughs> no, of three Brees. Oh, see. my God. I thought yeah, you were everyone. serious. I was like, there's three Brees? <laughs> oh, God. I thought you were her serious, too. Is Bree. Her, her mom That's is so Lauren Bree. She's Bree. Her, her, <laughs> her little sister is Bree Bree, and her best friend is Bree. And I love them all. And uh, it makes me think that the that baby was born potentially when she's been gone. Well, that's what I was trying to figure out. Has she met this baby before? Like, no, because I the, thought she said her mom was pregnant with a newborn or yeah. about to give birth, oh, which wow. means her mom gave birth and then was like, let's quarantine. We got to go shoot a TV show. And like had her makeup on point. I was thinking that during quarantine, yeah. makeup on point, come in with like a newborn during quarantine. Yeah. I mean, they're Persian, you know, shout out to my Persian queens. Uh, but no, I, I was starting to get the vibe that maybe this isn't it for Brie and it broke my heart. But it does give me hope that she can be the bachelorette, which I look, you know, I love my Persian women as bachelorette. Shout out to Jojo and her mom, Jojo. princess mom. You know, I love these. I love a Persian queen, you know. And you like Brie more than Michelle? Look, Brie's oh, my number go. one. Michelle came in the second round. Michelle's my number two. Okay, but I do love Michelle. But I love Brie. She was my day one. You know who my dark horse is? The other Brie. 
<laughs> the other oh. Brie was a babe. The other Brie was hot. Oh, yeah. I was like, they who were is very this? similar to it. They were both wearing black tops. And I was like, your best friend's name is Brie. You guys dress exactly yeah. the same. Oh, but She's other Brie was hotter Brie. She's tall Brie. She's tall Brie. Ooh, All right. Brie. Captain, Captain IMDB, how did you feel about the Brie? The Brie date, the off-roading, the picnic, the baby Brie, the Brie Brie? They were eating Brie, by the way. The Brie, the Brie, the all Brie date. I don't think I can ever let go of the fact that the dates are so wildly different and the levels of romance you can achieve during them, you know, is so different from uh, uh, thing to thing. I, I didn't, uh, the off-roading, it was just like, uh, you know, I don't know if Matt was just being a good sport by acting a little scared, but uh just looked like kind of a bumpy ride. It did look like a slow Jeep ride. It didn't look that, it just looked yeah. like a slow Jeep ride. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I I've always thought I, I've always had her as like number one, and I, I feel like she's gonna finish, a, you know, a strong two. Cause I just, I feel like Michelle is gonna be, of all of them left, she's gonna be the one that might say, cause you know how they keep previewing Matt saying this is the worst, and he's sad, and he's sitting on the curb. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe Michelle will say, ta ta. Oh, <laughs> a tip before, of the hat to you. you can not give her a rose. Wow. All right. Paget, how did you feel about the Brie Brie Super Brie? Uh, I, she does nothing. For, I, I'm bored, but I think she's perfect for Matt. I like, I, she just doesn't do anything for me, but I think she's healthy and smart and rational and hardworking and thoughtful. And she's just too healthy to be good television. And I think she'll win. I hope she and Matt get married because I think they have similar souls. I just, I, 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 I you think she's? I think win. she's. I, 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 I think, I think she appears to me to be. If I was a matchmaker, and I felt it their first date, I was like, oh, it's over. But he, when so she said similar, when she said, "I'm in love with you," and he said, "Thank you for sharing that." When the other yeah. one, Rachel, he's like, "I'm in love with you." Those are red flags. <laughs> Why is he saying that to anybody? It used to be you weren't allowed to say. I know that. they do. So now, now he said to all of them except Bree, no, the "I'm falling in love with you." No, the only one he said it to, I think he said it to two people. He said it to oh. Rachel, and then he said it to, I believe, someone who left. Could be. I don't know why. He's do- I don't know why he's doing that. I, I, um, it feels. Unsportsmanlike. Way to giving the same lines to all the women. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just think whoever ultimately ends up with them, they're going to watch the show and go, "Well, you just were saying everything to everybody to just keep yeah. them all interested." Sentinel, how did you feel about the Brie Festival? I, I'm I'm with Paget. I think she's lovely. I think she's fantastic, and I think she was an early, real strong contender. Like with yeah. that first date, I was like, "Whoa, yeah. I don't know how he beats this." But over time. Michelle just outshines her to me. Like their chemistry, I don't particularly see any chemistry between him and Brie. Yeah. Uh, and then when you show up and your best friend Brie is like way hotter. <laughs> no, uh, that's me. But uh, that's what would happen to me. I'm terrible. Sorry. Uh, but <laughs> look, you know, it's she's she's fantastic. I just don't see them together. Okay. Uh, here's the thing. Wow. I will say I see her as a number two. I see her. I see her. The, the, the final two that makes the most sense to me is Brie and Michelle and then Michelle win, winning. 
but what makes sense to me never happens. So I'm going to be told. Yeah. All right, Katie, I know Brie was your number one for a long time. Is Brie still your number one? Mm. She's like, I think she's my favorite of all the women that are there. Her and Michelle, I think, are kind of tied for that. He's got I good ladies. Don't know. I feel like there's a connection there. Like I really feel like they like each other. I feel like she's smart. I feel like feel like they could be a great couple. But for some reason, I just like don't see them ending up together. And I can't explain why. Maybe that just that spark's not there. Just I she was my front runner for a long time, and I'm going to say I don't think she wins. Yeah. I think she's adorable. I think she's going to do well in paradise. I do not see her taking this yeah. championship you- home. Do you think it's because – do you think she needs to, like, loosen up a little bit? Maybe she's, like, a little stiff? Well, I mean, to be fair to her, she got – she was, like, the first date, and then we haven't seen her again, really. You know what I mean? So – Do you I think, think maybe a- her woodenness is because when they flipped the ATV, she was really paralyzed? <laughs> well, there was not a boy on her back to cushion the landing. I think that's it. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're talking about Serena P. And then we're going to do the tweet of the week. We'll be right back. Oh, I don't know about you, but things are getting so hot in here. I think I got to take a pee break. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. All right, we're bringing it home, and we're back. Serena P. says, Matt, it's important to show you where I grew up. So I'm going to bring Canada to you. She was so cute at the upper part of this date. Like, so freaking cute. So cute. They, they couldn't even try. They're like, here's a, like, here's a moose-stuffed animal. Here's a, one small thing of syrup at, like, the room... But she was such a fun sport. They did like like with her finding out the Canadian like the toque and the poutine and like I found her to be as light and fun and like she was just particularly after last week where she had a terrible time doing the tantric yoga. This time when she was in charge, she was just absolutely adorable and um and so then she was like, I'm beyond nervous. He was very scared to meet her family. So before, let's, we'll chat about pre-family, just the Canada part. All right, Doug, you're shaking your head. Tell me what you thought about the Canada tour. That uh, in- looked awful. You did. It looked disgusting. Really disgusting. Like, it, that <laughs> was not good poutine. And the beaver tail. <laughs> I, she was so It was cute. all so gross. It was all just grossing me out. Like, what, they, did they just go to the... Corner store and try to recreate these things. It uh, was the best they could. <laughs> she was cute on the ice hockey rink. Like she was a cutie pie. Like before they went to the family, she seemed fun. Paget. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to ask: Have had any of you ever seen that P P something ham? Oh yeah. What was what that? What was that? What was that spam ham? It was like pea-wrapped ham or something. I've never seen that in Canada. I've never seen but that. But the Vancouver airport used to, when we flew there, used to serve, you could get poutine in the airport that is. I mean, it felt, she seemed like a front runner, you know, like going. Oh, at like for sure. She was, okay, Sentinel, tell, talk to us. Sentinel. She is... So fun and light and has a great sense of humor. It is all on the friend tip for me. There is no sexual chemistry. She wasn't into the tantric yoga. She doesn't like PDA, but then all of a sudden they're making out on the rink and that's okay. The The Canadian tour of the awful food was hilarious and fun. And she's so funny and it's just, but it's just like, you're a bro. We are not getting married. We are hanging out as friends. I mean, I liked the fact that I was, we talked about this last week on the podcast where 
I liked the fact that she was confident enough to be like, I'm not tantric yoga gal. I'm not like, like I'm a reserved Canadian gal. Like I'm not doing this in front of a camera for you. And I like the fact that he was confident in a lot of the bachelor's past to be like, get in the car, lady, you're out of here. And he was like, That's what okay. I would have done. <laughs> but I like the fact Get in the Denali now. <laughs> he I like the fact that he wasn't scared by that. That like a lot of women and see most women be like, whatever you think, Bachelor, like, okay, whatever you want. Like I like that she was like, not for me. I that's not like it's just not who she was. And it didn't mean that over time, but it's like I don't know you yet. I don't want to do a I don't cross- think there's I'm not saying there's something wrong with her not liking tantric yoga, but <laughs> but if you're but bye bye. Um. Well, Paget, I, I think I think Jerry's right. It doesn't matter how cute and beautiful and sexy and effervescent and funny and game she is. She seems like a great person. But it's they're just friends. I mean, we find that out. You know, you realize later after. But I think, I think that was in her the whole time. She's a sport and having a good time. But I, but I, I, I think Jerry's right. They're I, they're buddies. I got a shot. I just got that she was nervous and. Like a nice, polite Canadian. Like I got like – it just takes me a little longer to relax. That I, You're not going to get that on the first day. I just have to get comfortable with you and get to know you. But like I like you. But I, I didn't get friend zone. I got – I don't move at that speed. So we get to her family. He's very nervous to meet the family. And he says, I'm beyond nervous because I could see spending the rest of my life with her. So that's when we – like she's a front runner. And uh, she has a lovely family. They greet him. They give him a nice big hug. They're really warm. They ask what she did moving out. At, like She's like, oh, I did the step stool. The sister's like, oh, you went with that one? Like, you know, they all – they seem very welcoming and sweet. And um, he said he was happy to find someone else who was normal. Um and then I loved her mom. And I liked that the mom was like talking about how her – like her – he was saying he loved that she didn't take any crap. And the mom was like, I like that too. And this – it was interesting to me. The sister says, do you love him? Do you love him? And and I felt like the sister – I feel like if the sister had said like, oh my god – this is the guy. I feel like she would have been like, you're right, you're right. But I feel like once people put doubt in your brain, her sister's like, I'm feeling like something is missing. Like, you don't seem smitten. Like, you seem really in your head. I think it's such a vulnerable thing. And, like, once somebody puts that seed of doubt, I don't – It would. I feel like people are easily, like, kind of – manipulated a little bit, which her sister might be right. I think her sister wasn't trying to, I think she had her sister's back, but she said, I'm worried if you got engaged that you would think that you messed up and she, that you'd be talking yourself into it. She's freaking out. She's not confident. She's not a thousand percent sure. And then she's like, I have doubts. She goes, I don't know how to navigate them. She said, do you enjoy spending time with him? She goes, I don't know what it is. Something's causing doubt. And then some, there's some, the last relationship, I see you, Sentinel, the last relationship messed with your head. So there's another bad relationship. And um, so she was hurt so badly the last time. Um, and she wants to be, 
She just doesn't know. She, and she cut him. And he gets it's, he cries off in the limo like how normally the lady cries off in the limo. And uh, he was just devastated. He was just devastated. And Chris Harrison had to go talk to Matt in the woods and say – you want to fight for Serena P? You have to dive into this because she was having doubts. She was, so so then he goes and talks to her, and um, and she breaks up with him basically. All right, Sentinel, your hand was up. Talk to me. I well, you you were saying about you were making it sound like her sister incepted the doubt into her mind, and I disagree with that. <laughs> I as I just don't. To me, that conversation was like, oh, wow, this is refreshing. Someone who's actually not going to just, like, blow smoke, you know, who's going to tell someone well, clearly a, a real answer, like an honest answer. Yeah. And that, that was nice to me to see someone go and to even see Serena's reaction to it to just be like, wow, you're, like, laying it out there and it's – you're right. Like, you clearly – are Her cutting sister's... through the lights in the camera to be like, hey, be let's, let's be real. And she it felt very real, and I liked it. Yeah, you I liked a her real film. wet blanket. Yes, talk to us. <laughs> rookie, talk to us, Rookie. Wet blanket. Yes, I, I think sometimes people come on there, and we do it here amongst ourselves, and they get very, they feel like, oh, I've got, I've got something to say about this. I've got something to contribute. Doug, when you better they not be fucking talking about me, bro. And, you know, observe some more, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> like um, the, just the, I, it caught, what, I, what bothered me was the, like, you didn't, you didn't seem smitten, because the whole Everything that we saw is all smiles and joy the entire time. Yeah, that's what's the point. Right, but the not, but no spark. I disagreed. What? A, a rookie? Do you think they had a spark? Who me? Yeah, you're the rookie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just saw Paget raising her hand. That's what I was doing. Was trying to uh, direct it to her. But I don't oh, know. but rookie, do you think they had a spark? I think that they did. Yes, I think they uh, like, you know, on that date that day, she greeted him with what I guess all the women do with Matt James, which is like climbing him. They all yep. jump up and wrap their legs around him. It's That's like, a bachelor like spider a standard monkey greeting. greeting. So you don't really know where any of them are at when they're doing the jumping and climbing. Yeah. Well, that's how that's how we're all going to greet each other next time. That's that, oh that's the bachelor. God, my back. My back. Paget, <laughs> I think uh, first of all the producers are telling all of the girls to do that jump and rap. That's just what I'm guessing. But I, but I think one thing this show has proven to us is if you're really attracted to a guy, no one's talking you out of it. Okay, that's true. That Ever. Mean, that's true. you're right. If you're if you're hot for someone, it doesn't matter what your mom, your sister, your dad, your best friends. Doesn't matter what they say. That's true. You're going to go for it. And you're I at, think she just wasn't hot for him. You're right. Because Hannah Brown's family tried to talk her out of Jed. Jed's family tried to talk her out of Jed. And she's like, I'm going to pick Jed. And uh, Dr. Banana, what did you think of the sister? Do you think wet blanket? Do you agree with the rookie or the sentinel? I think, yeah, I think the sister just read her like, I don't think you're into this guy and you shouldn't force it. I mean, I was also getting that vibe too. Remember when early on she's like, look, I'm not in love with you. I like you. 
Right. Like, I think she's just real. And she was like, look, you're cool. Uh, but can I walk you out? She said, I don't think you're my person. Can yeah. I walk? She walked out the back. Yes, she-, <laughs> she was like, I am sorry, I can't give you this rose. Yeah, he I was really hurt. wanted her to say it. I really wanted her to be like, can I walk you out? Can I? She walked him out. But she, she did hurt. say that. Didn't she say that? I don't know. She he might said, not. he said, said do, do you want to walk me out to the oh. car? <laughs> that's, oh. that's not a I great I thought one. she said it. Katie, what did you think of this? Do you think the sister was a wet blanket or do you think that it was – or I do see Paget's point. I do see – we have seen family members when everyone is like the bridge is out and they're like, well, I'm driving that way anyway because it's <laughs> in my pants. So my pants are driving. I don't care that the bridge is out. Katie, what do you think? I think she maybe thought she liked him but there were probably doubts in the back of her mind and then her sister says that and she's like, fuck, you're right. Like there's just – I'm not really into him. You know, there's just, it's just probably not for me. And she, was she, did she come off of a bad breakup? Apparently. Yeah. yeah. Apparently she had a bad breakup. Yeah, so maybe she was, she just wasn't ready, you know? Everyone has bad breakups at some point. Yes, rookie. I'm the rookie, so I have a question. Do do you think a lot of people are strategizing that, you know, as long as I don't make it too big of a stink, I'm going to dip from this situation and hope that the producers bring me back for uh, Paradise or another season. People very rarely dip this late. It's like unusual to dip this late. I don't think this Canadian is trying to get to Paradise. No, I think she was she was heartfelt. I think she really was trying. And I think the sister did. Her sister knows her better than other people and her sister was like I'm not seeing it and I think she was like yeah because it's not there I felt for Matt James he he felt like a little boy he goes that stinks that stinks (laughs) I'm just not there and she and she and he goes in that conversation I wanted to run but nothing gets resolved he's a nice guy like at the end like a nice guy he's a nice guy and a weird kisser He's a weird kisser. He's a nice guy. I feel badly for him. And uh, and then can I well, can I ask you a question? Yes. Can I ask everybody a question? Sentinel. Yes. You're the. Floor. What did we all think of those diarrhea co- colored leather pants that she was wearing? Oh. Yeah, that was a hard no for me. Obviously. <laughs> Sheehan. They're from Sheehan. I'm pretty sure they're from Sheehan. Those were awful. I mean, I noticed a, those, baby. a lot of people had leather pants on last night. And I remember thinking, wow, I've never had the legs for leather pants. Like, uh-oh, oh, Anna. Anna's uh, trying to find them. Oh, my God. Are those are those from Sheehan? They're from Aritzia Wilfred. Okay. Oh, my God. She How says, did you find that? She looked up diarrhea leather pants. And it, so then he says, so then there's three roses for a three-rose ceremony. And he, and he goes, well... I want you to think long and hard before you accept this rose because I want – and but and with that, I'm going to immediately you, – you have two seconds. When you think long and hard, it's going to be right now. All three of you are getting roses. Uh, and <laughs> Let me brief, give you each 10 seconds to really gonna, contemplate the rest of your life with me. Long and hard because And we're done. Let's go. And, okay. Brie got a last – she was upset and um, – 
And I love Michelle going, next week is fantasy suite. It's, it's intimate. I'm going to go get my hubby. Um, and then we see that Matt fell over on the bike doing circles around Michelle, even though she apologized. But I thought, no, he was doing that. And then um, and then we see him weeping on the sidewalk with Chris Harrison. And he's like, I don't know that I can go on. Um, I don't know. Overall. All right. I'm going to start. I think – when I saw him in that beard coming out next week for Katie's Lee, when I saw that beard walk out next week for Women Tell All, I thought that is not the beard of a man who is with a woman. That is the beard of a man in pain. This, oh, is, a beard, this is a beard of a yeah. man who is upset. His heart hurts. Yeah. So whether that means once Serena left, he didn't want anybody or he was with Rachel and then all this shit came out and he's like, thanks for screwing me, ABC. And now I grew a beard and I'm contractually obligated to show up for the – I don't know. But it felt like that man that came out in that beard did not feel coupled up. Katie, Katie, take the floor, please. <laughs> no, I agree. The moment I saw that, I said, that is a breakup beard. He is depressed. And he just yeah. like looked upset. Like he looked like he wasn't yes. sleeping well. He looked I mean, a little skinnier to me. And, they fucked him yeah. over. This yeah. whole franchise messed over this nice gentleman, yeah. uh, rookie, captain. I was under the impression that for like to keep the news from getting out about who the couple is at the end of the season, that they often ask them to just go back home and not be together until it's announced that they're a couple. That's true. So he could grow a beard like as a thing to do being silly while he's not with physically with her but it seemed like it seemed to like a separation beard they they, they normally get to see each other i mean there's not a pan yeah they can sneak and see each other and they can talk to each other they sneak you to like airbnb so you can have some alone time yeah um paget i think you called it arden i can't believe i didn't see that i'm so impressed i think you're right i i think i think you're right there's no he's not engaged to anyone now that beard right is now not, he's not engaged to anyone. that beard is like thanks for nothing abc here's yeah, my yeah. beard i have to show up sentinel uh, reiterating exactly what Paget said i can't believe i didn't see it i saw the beard and i thought it was interesting but it is so <laughs> clearly and look i'll eat my words if, if we're wrong but yeah he looked upset and like Aww. broken up and depressed mm-hmm. and like like Nothing matters. I'll just grow this fucking thing. It was just like, yeah, like I'm not with anybody. Dr. Banana, tell us your feelings. Yeah, that is the beard every, like, I I feel like I've seen this so many times when guys are just like, I'm just, you know, really finding myself. And then they grow a wild beard and you're like, what? That's how you found yourself by like. Yes, that's how we find ourselves. Okay, but like, I don't know. I feel like I've seen this before and it is very like, ooh, that's not a good sign as to where. And then after he just put out that statement and then he shows up with that beard. That's not a good look. That's I don't feel good about that. My heart goes. Pandemic beard. It's a pandemic beard. And this poor guy. I mean. Sad pandemic beard. They have really put him through the ringer. Like this guy. It just. I feel for him. This is a nice guy. And I'm sure he's Mm -hmm. like, thanks for nothing. Maybe like. Katie. Okay. Yes. Uh, So I predict he picked Rachel. 
And then maybe some stuff comes out and he's been dealing with that. And then it's like, ah. And like it's just gotten worse and worse is my is my do, prediction. Do you think they're not going to go on Good Morning America the night after the finale and act like a couple? I predict they will not. I predict he will go. I predict he is single. Paget. I think we're going to find out at after the final rose. Yeah. That's when we'll know what happened. Yeah. It'll be in three weeks. We'll know in three weeks. Because I think, don't they shoot the women tell all? Earlier. Are you sure? Yeah. It's, I mean, that was that was a couple weeks they ago. They air it. They air it earlier. Women tell all? But do they shoot women tell all and after the final rose in the same day? No. Huh. No. Wait. Don't know who so, won. Yeah. I mean, so women, yeah. women tell all is. Before choosing a winner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is Women Tell All shot after it's over? Yeah, but they don't. But they it don't. It usually is. But if it's airing next week, then three of them won't be there. Yeah, that, that always happens. The, the that last, always happens. The last three are never there. But we know right. it was earlier because when Chris, Chris Harrison, Harrison is hosting, yeah, he's, hosting. he's hosting. And he said he wasn't going to do after the final rose. Right. That's right. Okay. So that was a couple weeks ago. Now, there, yes, Sentinel. Well, just going on predictions. I I think you're right. I think despite my my hope that he picks Michelle, that she's uh, so obviously the best choice for him, uh, I think he just has the hots for Rachel and he doesn't know any of this shit is coming. Yeah. And and yeah. then I think the shit hits the fan and he I think the beard him. says it all. That is not a Michelle beard. Michelle wouldn't make that beard happen. Michelle... Michelle, you know, that's that that is the beard uh, of it's like hard, yeah. it's hard to imagine him spending the rest of his life with his wife when he's talking to people. He has to be like, well, she just didn't know what an antebellum Blanche <laughs> is. So, yeah, how could she be racist? Yeah. I mean, she just didn't know. She's yeah. This, this, <laughs> they screwed him. They literally when they should have been extra careful. With their first ever Black Bachelor. Because they've had this problem before with Becca and Garrett. This is not the first time there's been problematic things and from the past. They should have how been... does a chick on TikTok find this stuff and ABC doesn't? Exactly. Like, they don't exactly. understand don't who's vetting this. Exactly. So here we go. Um, oh, by the way, we love your reviews. We love your reviews, except for the person that hates my screeching voice. Do you want to hear the screeching voice? I'm going to read it to you. I wrote that review, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> Why did you write that, Jerry? Because I, I thought you were getting a big head, and I just wanted to take you down a little bit. <laughs> okay, ready? So that means that your screen name is Jazzin Rocks. <laughs> One star. That's right. These no. the um the. The headline is Screeching Voice. I tried hard to listen, but it must have been five minutes of introducing three guests plus a production crew. Katie, Anna, that's you. (laughs) Yeah, plus a couple of losers. Yes, three guests. Plus a production crew before they nobody's before they ever started talking about anything. And then it's just the screeching voice that I couldn't deal with. Goodbye. Well, (laughs) I (laughs) thank you for your inputs. Jazz and rocks. Jazz and rocks. Look, I know what I sound like. I wish this wasn't my voice. It's a hard voice to have. I literally. Here's what you say to jazz and rocks. (laughs) Thank you for telling me. 
Thanks for telling me. Thanks Jazz for telling Ross. me. Thanks for telling me, Justin. Now, fuck, dude. It, it, it now, now, fuck. It now. I I know what my voice sounds like. I know what this voice. I it sounds I, I like wish, an angel. No, it's a lot, I, and I wish I could I could modulate it. But this is what I was born with, and I wish it was more adult. I know it's not. It sounds like an Enya record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but here's another review. Here's a lovely five-star review from Amy Steinkohl. Do yourself a favor and listen to this podcast. Hello, Arden and fellow Smoke Show guests. First, I want to thank you for all of your hard work, input, and dedication you put into this hilarious podcast. I started watching The Bachelor Bachelorette back during Becca's season and found your podcast through a coworker. I am now a loyal listener and I look forward to the show every week. Your episode breakdowns are amazing. I catch myself laughing out loud in my office from time to time while listening to y'all's commentaries. Recently, I got the gonads to send a tweet after Monday's episode, and to my utter shock and amazement, it made it to Tweet of the Week, and I won. I can die now. Thank you for everything. Please stay safe, healthy, and follow your hearts. Amy, thank you so much. I love that. Like, you geared up for it. You threw your hat in the ring. I know this is a thing that, like, they say in sports, but, like, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. And like, that's a good thing for all of us. Cause I get scared to do things. And like, I love that you geared up, you got brave and you won. Like, yeah. we, so that was so awesome. All right. Are you guys ready for the tweet of the week? Ready. Um, okay. First one, Lauren at purple underscore Hayes. Matt is yes. disappointed. This bike ride isn't on a Peloton. um okay number two um 3d underscore dorito at jashal i don't know if matt ends up with michelle but i hope i end up with michelle's dad (laughs) (laughs) and then somebody wrote if you hurt michelle's precious mom and then she replied i'm sorry but you can't stop love (laughs) okay um this is from casey cushman at casey underscore cushman unfortunately for rachel the producers hired the same actor to play her skydiving instructor and one of Michelle's students. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh. That's a good one. Um, okay. 2.0 at Shelly 2.0. Things that warrant an ambulance on The Bachelor. Falling out of a bed. Injuring yourself while drinking a glass of water. Things that do not warrant an ambulance crashing into the ground from 12,000 feet. (laughs) (laughs) This is tough. This is from Seth Vat at Boss Bone One. Maybe she'd have had more success landing on a parachutery board. (laughs) Oh, damn. Oh, my this is from Derek Jackson at NOD like 316. Rachel, this is my dad. Matt, nice to meet you, Officer Poncherello. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is from our girl Dude, Cheyenne that's Constant. Like four winners, right? All, already. This is from our girl Cheyenne Constant at Trixie Firecracker. Um, did Lady Antebellum not get the black dress memo? <laughs> <laughs> okay, because okay. uh, all the all of the gals were wearing a black dress. Oh, um, right. 
Um, oh. And then this is from oh. Sarah Elizabeth at Mama Bird Sarah. ABC really buried the lead this week with Eric Estrada making his primetime TV comeback as Rachel's dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to narrow it down to these two. I'm going to say skydiving instructor, student, and maybe the ambulance one or parachutery board. You want ambulance or parachutery? The um, this drinking a glass of water. Okay, ambulance. Ambulance. Okay, here we go. Uh, Casey Cushman at Casey underscore Cushman. Unfortunately for Rachel, the producers hired the same actor to play her skydiving instructor and one of Michelle's students. <laughs> or 2.0 at Shelly 2.0. Things that warrant an ambulance on The Bachelor. Falling out of bed. Injuring yourself while drinking a glass of water. Things that do not warrant an ambulance. Crashing into the ground from 12,000 feet. Uh, Sentinel, do you want uh, the same actor or ambulance? I feel like ambulance has a nicer punchline to it, but I'm going to go with instructor just because of it's such a funny visual that the, the, one of the students from <laughs> Michelle's class became Rachel's <laughs> parachute guy and she crashed into the ground. I just love that connection. All right. Secretary of State. Uh, first, I think this is one of the strongest batches. It's a great jokes. batch. 100%. Great batch. So, so, so strong. I am going to go with ambulance beautifully constructed and I feel terrible for that 14-year-old skydiving not an instructor. I feel terrible for that guy. Okay. Ambulance. All right. I'm going to go actor student. So we're full split right now. Ooh. All right. I'm going to, we're going to let Dr. Banana go last. Katie, you're next. I really, I like the ambulance one. I think it's so perfect. Oh, All Anna, right. It's Anna. Dr. B, is it going to be a split or is it going to be a win? I like the the student one. Oh! <laughs> it's a, it's a full tie. Casey full Cushman tie. at Casey underscore Cushman. Unfortunately for Rachel, the producers hired the same actor to play her skydiving instructor and one of Michelle's students, also winning 2.0 at Shelly 2.0. Things that warrant an ambulance on The Bachelor, falling out of bed, injuring yourself while drinking a glass of water, things that do not warrant an ambulance, crashing into the ground from 12,000 feet. Congratulations to both of you. What would you like to promote Sentinel? Uh, Nothing. Nothing. Just, uh, you know, iCarly is coming back at some point. Who knows when? Um, Sometime this year on Paramount+. Plus. Great. I'll keep you posted on Instagram and Twitter. You'll see. All right. Rookie, what would you like to promote? Doug Loves Movies podcast. Coming up on uh, 15 year anniversary soon. For Whoa! That. It's such a great, Whoa. it's such a fun podcast. And Doug put so much care into building. Like he's so funny, and he it, there's like a whole game, and he puts so much. Like he creates these intricate things. It's really fun. If you've never listened that's, to it, you should definitely. That's got to that. be. That's a long running. 15 <laughs> years, dude. That's incredible. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. That's um, amazing. <laughs> Paget, Secretary of State, what would you like to promote? I can't find it on my phone, but the final um, season of DuckTales, I think, starts soon. I don't know when. 
DuckTales season three. Wish we uh, had a season four. Um, uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Kate Micucci's on that, who is also on our podcast. Yes, she is. And Danny Pudi and Bobby Moynihan and great uh more people i know Bobby Moynihan's in every cartoon i want to break the cartoons but i never have hi you can get my book little miss little compton wherever books are sold worldwide if you haven't gotten it yet it's 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 over it's over the shoulder of our rookie in his house right now and um Okay. Also, Anna and I are starting Bachelor in Paradise Australia on our Patreon. I have watched the first two episodes, season three. It is so great. It feels so good to be in Fiji. The guys that are the hot commodities literally have sleeves of tattoos, not even a sleeve, like a full body, starting up to their face. It starts at the, the neck all the way down and that's who everyone wants and like there's two guys like that and that's like the top dog and so you'll get if you can watch yeah. along on bachelorarchive.com and Kate you can likes to have something to read while she makes love yeah it's that's exactly it dr banana have you yeah. watched those episodes yet they're so fun i'm about to watch them after and i do want to say on these australian shows like everyone basically has to skydive and let's just say they are not calm about it like rachel was like one girl was full-on like going in and out of like passing out from terror and they're like don't you oh. love me jump yeah there's it's a like lot of extreme you're like Oh, no. There's a lot of extreme sports. And if you were with us on our journey, Sexy Abby's back. Helen is back. It's We've got Mary, the narrator's back. It's really fun. Uh, Anna, anything else you want to promote? Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Anna Hosni on Twitter. Keep tweeting me of the week. Just do it by midnight on Monday night Pacific time. You can tag myself, Arta Marine, M-Y-R-I-N, or Anna Hosni, H-O-S-S-N-I-E-H, and do hashtag W-Y-A-T-R if you want to be in the running for Tweet of the Week. Katie, where can people find you? I am KT underscore money on Twitter and Instagram. And please donate to the people and animals in Texas that need help. You can just Google how to help people and animals in Texas and a bunch of stuff shows up, but they all need a lot of help right now. We want to give extra, just send extra love to our listeners in Texas. We know there's a bunch of you guys. We are thinking of you. We love you. Seth Vat, we know you're there. We just like... To the whole way, except this Rose family, we're like, someday this will all be over and we can meet again at a live show at a festival. And won't that be, we'll have our Jerry Trainer skirts on. And oh my God. it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be great. All right. Until Hi. next time, we'll see you. My name is Arda Marie and have a good one. Be safe. Bye. This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. 
Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.